Also, for anyone out there who maybe you're an entrepreneur and you're feeling uncertain or uncomfortable about sharing your gifts or or selling, if you think of it as like, you're not trying to be God, you're trying to serve God. So by sharing what you've got, sharing your services, you are helping the world. That's why you created whatever you created, right? Yes. That's why you're putting your work into the world. And if you hold back, if you're not shouting it from the rooftops, if you're not uh, like creating more products and trying to tell everyone about what you're doing, then people aren't going to know. Then you're like hoarding it and the world needs your brilliance. Welcome to the Revelation Project Podcast. I'm Monica Rogers, and this podcast is intended to disrupt the trance of unworthiness and to guide women to remember and reveal the truth of who we are. We say that life is a revelation project, and what gets revealed gets healed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Project podcast. Today, I'm here with Kelsey Abbott, and I love Kelsey. Kelsey is an intuitive human design reader, a certified professional coach, an instigator of joy, and the host of the Find Your Awesome podcast. She helps spiritual adventurers remember who they are and why they're here so that they can experience more ease, joy, flow, magic, and miracles. She believes that the universe wants us to be sparkly AF and that joy is our natural state. When Kelsey isn't playing in her business, she's bringing curiosity, play, and joy to triathlon, a sport she races as an elite amateur. Hi, Kelsey. Hey, it's so good to be with you, Monica. It's so good to have you. And I'm I'm loving already just the the energy. My listeners, for those of you listening, I have this beautiful woman in front of me who is buff AF. <laughs> and she's got the word joy on her back. Beautiful. Like, what is that color? It's like a pink or a persimmon or something. It's, I mean, it's a variation of red. I wish I knew the name. Oh, I can't believe I don't know the name. That's actually something that lights me up is knowing the names of paints and nail polishes and crayons. I always love the names they come up with, but I don't know the name of that. Oh my gosh. I have a quick story for you because I, I love that too. There was a while I was in manufacturing and I manufactured designer parenting gear. And I used to love naming because we would, we would create these car seat covers out of fabrics. And I used to love naming the fabrics. And I'd be like, this is the Jackie O or this is the, and it's the same way. Like I loved the, I love it so much. Yes. And when you got the 64 box of Crayola crayons and they just had the coolest now they have even cooler names. But back mm-hmm. then, even it was just like, you know, like the crayon with the name. It was so great. I feel like from a very early age, I was like, you know, everything's gonna be okay, because I would be very happy naming crayons. Like, very happy. <laughs> like, this is like, this is I'm gonna ace this. I'm gonna ace yeah. this life. Yeah, yeah, I oh. got this. <laughs> I don't need to be a doctor or lawyer or any of this fancy stuff. I can name crayons and be the happiest person in the world. Oh my gosh. Okay. And so we were just going over this, but of course we're we're gonna jump into more human design because I cannot get enough of this conversation. It is so cool. Tell me how you got started. Well, first of all, welcome to the rabbit hole. This is what happens with human design. So I got started, I became a certified coach in 2014, started the Find Your Awesome podcast in 2017. And I was talking to another coach on my podcast and somewhere in the conversation, she asked me if I'd ever heard of human design. I said, no. And honestly, the just the name human design struck me as I was like, no, like super skeptical. Like, I'm like, what is that? Like, it just, it sounded weird and like something I wanted nothing to do with. But then I learned more about it. And she was like, you just need to know what time you were born. I was like, oh, I got that. So I went and looked up my chart. And I'm a four six manifesting generator. I can tell you all the things if you want to know. Right angle cross penetration three, sun personality 857. First thing when I saw my chart, I was like, oh. oh what do I do with this? Like, 
Because if you have never seen a human design chart, it's like the outline of the profile of a human head wearing a tent. And then there are all these different color boxes. Some are triangles. And then there's some arrows. And then on the side, there are these columns with numbers and symbols. And and then there's some words on the side, if you're lucky, or maybe they're up top saying like your type. So basically that first time I got, okay, I'm a manifesting generator. I had no idea what that meant. And through days of Googling, eventually I found something that said that manifesting generators are warrior Buddhas. And I was like, oh, 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 huh. Okay. Like that resonated with my soul. Mm -hmm. And that was just the breadcrumb I needed to keep going. But it was still like a month or two later that I met somebody at a conference who said to me, oh, you're into human design. Then you must know this person. Of course, I'd never heard of that person, but I went and followed her on Instagram. And I found every podcast she'd ever been on and listened to all of the podcasts, read all of her Instagram posts. And like I basically made my own course learning everything that she had ever shared on human design. And then she eventually offered a um, certification program. So I signed up for that in a second. And here we are. And here we are. Well, and I love too that you, it sounds like a manifesting generator, right? Like you went and you got all of the little bits and pieces and pulled them all together and like found your pathway to your own bliss. Yes. Yes. And I mean, when you look farther back in my story, it's even more manifesting generator. Like, cause I graduated with college with a psychology degree, didn't want to use it didn't want to tell people what was wrong with them and try and fix them. That didn't light me up. Uh, So instead I went on and got a graduate degree in marine mammal science and I studied marine mammals and conservation. And then went moved from that career to being a science writer, which is taking scientific papers and making them accessible and fun and funny for regular people. And then on the side, I was always coaching swimming, coaching triathletes, personal training, and then this all morphs into professional coaching and human design. I'm sure I skipped something. Oh, I had a food blog in there. <laughs> yeah, I love so and for those of you out there that aren't sure yet what we're talking about, there are five different types, correct, of different human designs. And so if you're a listener right now, you are obviously one of those five. So Kelsey, help us understand the five and about what percentage of the human population is each of the five. Yeah. So years and years ago, your little baby soul got called to earth school and it got so excited and it decided who you're going to be and what you're going to do when you're here on this round of earth school. And it figured out all that stuff and it puts it in a blueprint and sprinkles all these golden nuggets in it. And then when you discover human design, you get to see that blueprint. And that's when you learn your energy type. So the five types are generator, manifester, manifesting generator, projector, and reflector. And supposedly the percentages work out to be about 35% of people are generators. 30% are manifesting generators. I feel like that's actually a little lower than projectors are next popular with like 20%. You may notice the math isn't quite working out. (laughs) (laughs) Then it's like 8% are manifestors and 1% are reflectors. I say supposedly, because just like in my circle, I was telling Monica before we started, I know a bunch of reflectors compared to like, if there's only 1% of the population that are reflectors, you would think I wouldn't know any, or I might know one. I know, I know, because I don't yet know any reflectors. So let's start with that. Like what makes a reflector a reflector? So reflectors, when they look at that chart of themselves, there are no colors in those shapes. Every one of their centers is open, Open. wide open. Okay. So reflectors, I call them disco balls of awesomeness. Oh, what they do is they feel and amplify our energy. So if you want to feel really good about yourself, you go hang out with a reflector because everything there, you're going to come away and be like, that person is so brilliant. Oh my God. Everything they said is bang on because they're reflecting your energy back to you. They're making it bigger. Oh my God. I have the chills right now. I have the chills right now. Maybe I do. There's somebody that's coming to mind as you're saying this. And I'm, I'm so curious if she's a reflector. You also, so 
the more open centers someone has, like somebody can be a generator and only have two defined centers and seven open centers. And that person also is going to really reflect your energy back to you. Okay. So now, so Kelsey, help us understand the difference between open open centers and defined centers. So if it's colored in, it's defined. If it's white, it's open. Okay. And the color does not matter. Okay. The color does not matter, but defined is basically my interpretation of it is that, well, let me go into open instead because it's easier for me. So an open center is I don't, it's open, meaning I can take in anything. Yeah. That I can take in anything. And a defined is that it's, it depends on what I'm able to take in. Yes. Yeah. The way I think of it is if it's open, you feel and amplify other people's energy in that center. In that center. And if it's, if it's defined, then you have your own energy in that center. Okay. If it's defined, got it. So if I have a defined throat, it means I'm not going to mix it up with other people's energy and say something that was meant for them. You're most likely not going to say, have something come out of your mouth and be like, what? <laughs> it still could happen though. Okay. Cause there are people that I have been with who are like, I don't know where that just came from. They say something and they're kind of like, ah, <laughs> like what was that? That's what that is? Probably. Okay. Okay. So now go more into the next one up, which is projector or is it manifester? Yeah. Uh, project, uh, manifestors actually, if we're going by like, least common to most common. Yes. So manifestors, manifestors used to be the most common. The the quote unquote big people in history, like Alexander the Great was a manifester. I can't think of any others, but like all the big rulers okay. in history were manifestors because a manifester is here to make things happen. Okay. Manifestors are super, super powerful. They have the biggest aura, the biggest energy of energy, any energy type, which means that a manifester cannot sneak into a room. You feel it when a manifester comes in a room, like everyone just turns to look at them. A manifestors. So when manifestors are little, they get the message, be small. Mm. Shh. Don't you're too loud. You're, you're too, too bossy. Much. Yeah. You're too bossy. You're too much. You're too, you're too, too two. Yeah. <laughs> and so the, what they end up doing is shrinking themselves. Mm-hmm. Manifestors are like, okay. Which is exactly what they shouldn't be doing. Exactly. So manifestors mission in life to be aligned with their energy is to step into their power. They're here to lead energetic movements. And of course, not everyone is going to get on that movement with them. They got to be brave enough to start the movement and trust that the people who are meant to be on that movement with them will follow. The other people don't worry about them. But the rest of us, while we see manifestors stepping into their power, we are inspired to do the same. I love that. I love that. Manifestors are essential. They're essential. Okay. And I know a few manifestors and that is exactly right. When I think about who they are and how they walk into a room, it is true that all eyes are kind of focused on them. And in fact, the the manifestor that I know the best was up until kind of the pandemic happened, just in the midst of claiming her energy, like up on a stage, like just starting to do her big events. And it was like, whoa, like you could feel what was happening with her and all of the energy around her. All eyes were on on her and what she was saying and what she was doing. And there was a way that as she showed up in that way, it was so different from how I had known her previously because she hadn't been daring to shine. Yeah. And in Daring to Shine, I've had the honor of talking to a couple young manifestors who were like six and seven, and they've been bullied. Mm. They're bullied because their energy is so big that other people feel it, other kids feel it. They don't know what to do. So what do kids do when they're uncomfortable, when they're uncertain, when somebody feels different? Yeah. I don't like you. Yeah. 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 So what manifestors of all ages need to remember is step into your power. You are powerful. You are not like other people. That's the whole idea behind human design. Like reflectors aren't like any other type. Manifestors aren't like any other type. 
projectors aren't like any other type. Generators aren't like any other type. Manifesting generators aren't like any other type. And then within each energy type, there's so much that makes us all so different. It's so unique. It's like the study and the celebration of our uniqueness. And I love how we went from Crayola colors into science into right now I'm starting to see the the golden thread, so to speak, of like... <laughs> And making it fun, right? Because yes. you're so about fun with your big I am persimmon joy in the background. I'm gonna call that persimmon. I think I mean I think it's a persimmon. I think I, like I think that. I think that works. Okay, so next one up is projectors. Okay. And my one of my favorite people in the world is a projector and that is my virtual assistant Liz. She is the bomb. And of course, she will love that we're talking about her. So so go for it as the projector. What does Liz need to know? Liz, this is for you. <laughs> Projectors are here to guide us. They do, well, they really take existing systems and make them so much more effective and efficient. I'm sure this makes her a fabulous virtual assistant. I mean, like to die for yeah. virtual assistant. Yes. So projectors are all about their... Their normal days ideally are about like honing their wisdom. So they're observing, they're meditating, they're reading, they're listening, they're watching. And then just a couple hours of the day, they are guiding people because guiding is energetically expensive for them. So projectors, again, every energy type is different from the other types. Projectors, if we are all in a forest, projectors are the bird on the branch and they can see everything. The rest of us are scurrying around on the first forest floor. So imagine there's a squirrel running around on the forest floor looking for his nuts. Now the projector sees everything, knows exactly where the squirrel left his nuts. And the projector can yell down and be like, yo squirrel, your nuts are right there. And the squirrel is going to look up and be like, who are you? And why are you telling me where my nuts are? Why don't you mind your own business? Why are you telling me where my nuts are? <laughs> or this the squirrel can look up and be like, hey, projector, you see everything. I bet you know where my nuts are. Can you help me? And the projector's like, absolutely. They're right here. And then the squirrel's like, thank you so much. You are amazing. So projectors really want to create an invitation before they share information because the rest of us need a place for their wisdom to fall. Interesting. So it's almost like she can see everything. However, what I'm hearing you say is that she needs to be invited or asked in order to really be received well. Yes. And there are some people that have already invited her, like everyone who follows her on social media already invited her. They want to hear her her wisdom. Okay. She doesn't need a separate invitation anytime. If she wants to go out to dinner with a friend. She doesn't have to wait for that friend to invite her. But if she wants to share, like, I don't believe anyone is here to give it unsolicited advice. I love that you said that because it's so true. <laughs> so protectors, that's just especially true for you because you're going to give unsolicited advice. It's going to trigger the F out of whoever receives it because no one likes unsolicited advice. And then you're going to get bitter projector because they didn't receive your unsolicited advice. And bitterness is exactly what you feel when you are out of alignment. So that's going to be a reminder for you to get back in alignment. And when you're back in alignment, you're going to realize that you need to create your own invitation, which can be as easy as saying, can I share an observation? Mm -hmm. Boom. The person might say no. And then you just got to hold your tongue. But the person is most likely to be like, yeah, I'd love to hear what you think. Okay. Then you drop your wisdom. Got it. Okay. So it's interesting because, and she may kill me for bringing this up right now, but I'm, I'm going to go for it. So she has grown exponentially. It's like she found her, she found her nuts. She found her nuts. And in getting into like VA, it's like that has just been a natural extension, right, of who she is because she's organizes systems for heart-centered entrepreneurs. She knows her exact niche audience and she's getting so much business. What she's finding, however, is that the day-to-day -day grind 
okay, is really taking a toll on her with all of the to-dos and that she gets much more energized actually by coaching people on how to do what she does. Does that make sense? That makes so much sense because projectors don't have an engine. They don't have this, they don't have a sacral engine. Okay. So depending on the projector, they may be getting energy from another center, but they do not have a sacral engine and neither do manifestors or reflectors. Generators and manifesting generators are the only one with that sacral energy. Okay. And, and sacral energy, just to be clear, is kind of the motor that keeps going, going, going. It's almost like a relentless or, you know, that I've been called res- relentless, which is why I use the word, but almost like an endless source of energy where what I'm hearing is that if you're not, if your sacral center, if you don't have that, you are prone to burning out. Yes, especially if you're a projector with a defined root. Okay. Then you're going to think you have access to a sacral engine and you do not. So you can't hang with the generators and MGs, which is fine. You know, there are people, I remember back when I worked for the federal government, there was one person who I always, she always baffled me because she was always working. And I didn't understand how. I felt like I did my work, but it only took me like three hours. And then I had plenty of time to, where I was like looking for things to do. And she was just always working. And so imagine the generators in particular are always working. It might take them eight hours to do something. Projector might be able to do the same amount of work in two hours. It's not about... We don't live, some, some people still are living in a clock in clock out society, but it's not for us. It's not, that's not helping any of us. Right. So dear projectors, please don't think of the number of hours that you work, just work on the tasks. And then also projectors know that if you are with generators or MGs, you are going to ride their sacral engine. So you're going to feel like you have a sacral engine and then you're going to go off and be by yourself and you're going to be like, whew, I overdid it there. Yeah. Like burned out, like just have nothing left. Yes. Okay. Fascinating. She's going to love this. Okay. Next one is what, what you are? What I am manifesting generators. A manifesting generator. Okay. So manifesting generators are hybrids between manifestors and generators. So we get the message like manifestors to play small. We are also here to own our power. And then we get the generator message that we're going to talk about when we get to generators. Because the thing about manifesting generators is we are here to play. We are here to follow the joy. We pivot a lot. We move quickly, according to the other energy types, where the society tells everyone to go from A to B to C to D. We go from A to hippopotamus to persimmon to 93 to six. (laughs) And that is ourselves. (laughs) Yes. And that is for us because we pick up magic in each one of those places. It's just our path is never a straight line. We bounce a lot. We are here to carve our very own path. Like I think of it as we're here to make fresh tracks in the snow. So I know as a kid, I was always so frustrated. I felt like everyone else had a map. They knew exactly where they were supposed to go. And I was like, how do they know all the rules? And I like, don't know them. And so I would try, try to be like everyone else. And I never made it a full day before I was like, screw it. This is too hard. This is uncomfortable. I'd rather just be me, which is making my very own path. And it's harder, but it's more rewarding for me. We're here to do things that people think are impossible and to do them with so much joy. We are we are round pegs that do not fit in square holes and are here to show everyone that they don't have to fit in either. 
I love that. My daughter is a manifesting generator. It just occurred to me because I had pulled up every family members. Of course, you know, I went down the rabbit hole and put everybody's birthdays and times in and I got everybody. And so she's the only one out of us all who is a manifesting generator and the other three in the house are generators. And both Austin and I, because we're about to go into generator, have that genius freak or whatever it is channel, Mm -hmm. which I thought was interesting that both of us have it, you know, as as partners. So that was really fascinating, too. Probably what brought you together. Okay. Because you can actually get each other. Yes. Because genius freaks, we're... We're from the future. So I'm not, I told you before that I'm not a full genius freak. I have half of that channel, but right now I'm a genius freak because I'm, when your energy and my energy click together, I'm going to get the full channel. So genius freaks are from the future. And it's all about knowing when and how to share the information because much like a projector needs to make sure that people have space for their wisdom, genius freaks some people are going to be able to receive the information. It's going to be the right time for them to hear it. And other people, it's, it may never be the right time for them to hear the information. Right. That it, that you can almost, (laughs) it's a very, it's a very, uh, like it goes over like a lead balloon. If you say something to people who are not interested in here it, it almost like they either think you're a freak or a genius is that why yes. that is called yeah, exactly okay. okay so fascinating and I love too that you're pointing to the fact that they're like puzzle pieces when we work together and this is the other piece I got through my amazing interview with Robin Wynn was the most of us are meant to collaborate and work together and that it's by working together that we're able to empower each other Yes. So two things to say to that. One, I have this dream that in the future, we're all going to have our charts, like we're going to wear them like around our necks or something. So (laughs) you'll be able to see someone, you meet them for the first time, see their chart right off the bat and be like, you've got like the Genius Freak channel. I could really use you for a project I'm doing. Or you've got the ability to hone in on the details. I do not have that. Will you please help me with this project? Like we see all of that. And then the other thing is that we silly humans often think that we're on a planet covered with almost 8 billion different people, but really we are on a planet with one human shattered into 8 billion separate pieces. Mm. And those different pieces need to own and share their gifts, our gifts. And then when we do, we all fit together like puzzle pieces. And then we rise. We are meant to rise together and we need each other to rise. Do you hear that? Unity. Mm -hmm. Humans need humans. Yeah. I mean, we really, really do. We really, really need each other. And there's also such this countercultural message that we're all taught, you know, about this pursuit of individuality or celebrity or fame. And it's, you know, it's such this cult of me and not a, a cult of we. And ah, it just, it's, I know that it's changing, but it it's changing as people awaken and as they become aware and as they start to see, I think as their heart, right, as we drop out of our heads and into our hearts is how we're actually starting to feel that resonance with each other and build and build that future together. Yeah. But it does take us getting out of our heads, my God. Yeah, and we... Human design celebrates that we are all unique. Mm -hmm. That's what it's all about. It's about being unique and using that uniqueness to come together. Yeah. I heard this quote that I really loved last week. It was, are you trying to be God or are you trying to serve God? Mm. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So if the word God triggers you, replace it with spirit, universe, all, whatever. But are you trying to be all? Are you trying to be the thing or are you trying to serve the thing? It's a really, really important distinction. Sounds kind of subtle and yet it's so true. It's just that that momentary shift over from kind of that me-centric or even when we're, we're not asking for help, it's like the doing it all thing. 
And we don't see how, you know, not only does it undermine ourselves, but it also undermines our relationships with others because other people actually so want to contribute, so want to help, so want to be part of yes something bigger, something more, something that we did together. I mean, when you even think about the fact that when you're with friends and you're like, remember that time we we celebrate it, we honor it, but we forget that when we're in these moments where we're not actually collaborating with each other. Mm, yeah. Also, for anyone out there who maybe you're an entrepreneur and you're feeling uncertain or uncomfortable about sharing your gifts or, or selling. If you think of it as like, you're not trying to be God, you're trying to serve God. So by sharing what you've got, sharing your services, you are helping the world. That's why you created whatever you created, right? Yes. That's why you're putting your work into the world. And if you hold back, if you're not shouting it from the rooftops, if you're not uh, like creating more products and trying to tell everyone about what you're doing, then people aren't going to know. Then you're like hoarding it. And the world needs your brilliance. That's right. The world needs your brilliance, which is perfect for generator. Tell me mm-hmm. more about generators. So generators, I mentioned, I kind of foreshadowed with the MGs. Generators are born knowing that they're here to lift the world up. And then when they're little kids, they get celebrated for sacrificing themselves, for sharing their favorite toy, for eating the thing they didn't want to eat, for going and hugging the weird uncle they didn't want to hug. And they're told they're good girls and boys. But what a generator is really here to do is not sacrifice themselves, but follow what lights them up. When a generator and an MG, that's manifesting generator, follows what lights them up. They not only create energy, that's that sacral engine, so they can keep going. They also become sparkly AF. And when they become sparkly AF, their energy is juicy and magnetic and irresistible. And then they elevate the world. That sparkle elevates the world. So sure, you can sacrifice yourself and maybe make somebody who was grumpy less grumpy. Or you can follow what lights you up and you can elevate the world. And that's why we're here to elevate the world. To elevate the world. So Kelsey, when I see things like each each human design has their not self theme. And so a generator's not self theme is frustration. Mm-hmm. Is that true for all generators? All generators have a not self theme of frustration. Yeah. Okay. Generators and manifesting generators. Okay. When you are out of alignment, when we are out of alignment, we feel frustrated. And that frustrated is what we think of as frustration. It's also energetic frustration, meaning it's just feeling kind of meh. Flat. Yeah. Flat, blah. Okay. I just went through a week of feeling really flat. Mm-hmm. And it took, it actually took kind of disconnecting from everything in order to get back on track with myself. It was almost, and I'm, I'm kind of thinking as I'm talking about it, but because it was so fresh, and I literally used the word flat, that there was a way that like nothing was working, nothing felt inspiring. And I know when I'm on or I know when I'm in alignment because everything feels new and exciting to me. Mm-hmm. And everything just felt ugh, meh, stale, flat. And I just, I was like, why do I feel like this? It was like an entire week of that. And again, like, I don't know if my own self care was the thing that I needed to focus on and just kind of stopping the to-do list because the to-do list was to-doing me. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't even productive at at any point anymore. So just putting it all away and just following my bliss for a couple of days is what brought me back. Because ideally, no, let's just cross that out. What generators are really here for is to follow what lights them up always. Okay, always. 
natural state is I'm so excited. Okay. <laughs> like lit up all the time. So what generators, when you're feeling flat, kind of take an inventory of your energy. What is a no? What doesn't light you up? What in your life is not a holy hell yes? And it can be in any part of your life. It could be like, what oh my about God, yeah, laundry. Yes. If it doesn't <laughs> light you up, <laughs> let it go. Find a way to make it light you up. Okay. So, um, and, and then of course we do have the practical conversation, like the dishes, the dinner, the, mm-hmm. so what you're saying is like either find a way to make it fun or don't do it. Yeah. So let's actually take laundry as an example. So laundry, if you are doing it all day, every day, like for real all day, every day, and it doesn't light you up, then let it go. Mm -hmm. But more than likely you're doing it, like, honestly, it's, it's like five minutes, five minutes of gathering the clothes, putting them in the laundry, then maybe another five minutes to switch things into the dryer or take them out and, and hang them dry. And then another five minutes to get them out of the dryer. That's a load. That's a total of 15 minutes. Recognize that, okay, this doesn't light me up right now, but it's 15 minutes. And those 15 minutes don't own the rest of your day. Right. And I and I actually have found ways to do things like that and make it fun. So I can pop ear pods in and listen to an audiobook. Or I can, you know, practice mindfulness, like chop wood, carry water, like whatever the thing exactly. is. But there is a way to really do that. And then there are some days, Kelsey, you know, where I'll be honest, like some days I just need to go and snuggle up in my bed and read and like fully self-indulge for mm-hmm. hours sometimes to just kind of come back into myself. Whatever that thing is, I think each person has to figure it out for themselves. Yes. And depending on whether you are, if you have an open solar plexus or defined solar plexus, which is called having emotional authority or any other kind of authority, Mm -hmm. that's also going to determine kind of how you feel, how things light you up on a daily basis. Okay. Because I'll have to look at that, but I would generally say that I don't, I can't do it unless I really feel like doing it. So you, some people would likely say that that means you have an emotional wave. Okay. Which means you have an emotional authority. The term authority here doesn't really work. Okay. (laughs) It just means that your solar plexus is defined. You have your own energy. You have your own emotional waves. You're always someplace on that wave. And when it comes to decision-making, you're going to feel you're, you're not going to have clarity in the now. You're going to want to give yourself 24 hours when making a big decision to feel into it, to get your sacral response. Okay. I love that. You're not going to get it right off the bat. Because I definitely have to feel into things. I definitely, and then I I usually always come to the yes or the no. And interestingly enough, so I'm going to go back to manifesting generator for a minute because my daughter is really, really struggling trying to figure out if what college and if college right now with the pandemic and everything else. And I've always really trusted her to make her own decisions. I've raised her to be very, very conscious of how she's feeling of trusting, you know, herself. So it's interesting to watch her go through this big kind of decision making process and try to navigate it. And part of it for me was, I think you need to go to the places you've narrowed down to feel into them. Now, this is the generator speaking, and I know that she's a manifesting generator, but she called me last night and she was like, mom, I don't know, you know, it's like all the thoughts in my head. And I'm like, okay, get out of your head and just know that there's no pressure here. It's it's really about helping you feel into something, giving you the opportunity to go, like immerse yourself in it, feel your way through it. And if you come back and you still don't know, that's still okay. So I don't, you know, again, I like, I don't, I don't know. You're a good mom. You're a good mom. <laughs> the manifesting generators, when it comes to college, that's tricky because manifesting generators actually ideally 
don't commit to anything too far in advance because we get a sacral response. Like right now, if it, so we're, it's Monday right now. If I was invited to do something on Friday, I might right now it might light me up. And then Friday I'm getting ready to do that thing. And I'm like, I don't want to. And we need to listen to the second sacral response. When this comes to getting together with friends, ideally you get your friends to understand you and you respond to everything. Maybe, probably. (laughs) And like, you guys go ahead and I'll probably be there, but I don't know. And you get really understanding friends. College doesn't work that way. You have to commit to it way far in advance. Right. And feeling into it is going to help. Feeling into it is actually feeling into it physically, like being on the physical campus. And also, if possible, imagining a full day, like visualizing a full day can also really help get that full sacral response. I Last year, I thought I went off social media and I retired from social media in 2020. And I thought I wanted to create a community using a platform called Mighty Networks. And I was like, oh, I'll have people just come in there and play human design. And I started telling people about it. And I was like, why isn't this like, why am I not getting like huge feedback? It was a really low price point, super easy access. I'm getting all these people who want to talk about human design all the time. Why aren't they joining this program? And then I felt finally felt all the way into it. I was like, I want community. I want to be able to talk to people. And then the piece I had missed is, oh, I'm going to go online every day and check in on this group. And I'm going to, that, oh, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. And I was like, oh, okay. So that's why people aren't signing up because I'm blocking the energy there. I hadn't felt into it all the way, but it's a no, it's a hard no. I do not want that. That's so fascinating. Yeah. I mean, that's so true for me. And you just helped kind of explain sometimes why I don't get the hit, the yes or the no, until I get further into something. And then I hit that wall or something's not working and it's not aligned. And it's because somewhere I'm a no and I haven't figured that out yet. Also, what's your profile in human design? Do you know that off the top of your head? So the numbers. Oh, it's the numbers. Okay, let me look. I mean, why not? And while I'm looking, why do our listeners, why tell me more about like, how can this help them? Mm. So when I first started coaching, I've always been, I called myself a confidence coach early on. I've always been passionate about helping people remember who they are. But I never had like that concrete thing to show people. Now that I have human design, I can show somebody their chart and say, look, this, this is why you're not made to do this. And now I know so much more. I have so much clarity for you, Monica. You do. Okay. One thing is you're a one three, which means that there's a lot about you that you're not going to know if you like something until you experience it for yourself. Oh my God. I mean, like never a truer statement was spoken. It's so frustrating. (laughs) It really is, Kelsey. I mean, it really is. Sometimes I'm just like, I'll, I'll do the thing. I'll invest in something and then I'm doing it. And I'm like, no, this, no, Mm -hmm. it makes me crazy. But is there a place you can shift your mindset about that? My first investment as a coach was in this systems course and it was like $500. And I, I immediately was immediately was like, systems are not for me. That's what I, my big takeaway here. I don't want anything to do with any of this. I hate it. I was like, okay, I paid $500 to learn that any systems that need to exist in my business, I will hire somebody else to do them. Right. And and it, it, and it, I can shift my mindset around anything. But it's this momentary thing that I sometimes will, will talk about getting frustrated with myself. And then, of course, it's the use my tools, use my tools, mm-hmm. shift it, look at it differently, see through another lens, whatever it is. But I'm sure there's also a way that I can... Uh, that I can really 
kind of go into things with a deeper understanding, like you were just saying to our listeners, that helps me to actually approach something with a little bit more, like even knowing, for example, to give myself 24 hours before I make a decision that actually, even though as somebody who can be impulsive, that at times that impulsivity really like to give myself that space is even if I feel like a yes, and I don't typically, if I, if I feel an immediate yes, I will, I will leap. I will, because that feels very clear to me. But there are times where I'm a tentative. And that's when it's helpful for me to know I need more time to really, really feel into this 24 hours, at least. Yes. Okay. Yes. So this whole thing, and for our listeners, I pulled my profile back up. So in this area of profile, and you guys can go grab your own human design chart, is the place that you would lead them to go to this Jovian archive? You can actually get it on my website. I I will grab it for you and I'll email it to you, which also means I'll send you a little nugget. Oh, yay. So you'll give them actually a little something something. Yeah. So go to KelseyAbbott.com and click under the, under the play with me tab. It says, what is human design? Go there and you'll get a chart. Awesome. And then not only will you get a chart, but she's going to give you a little bit of insight into what you're all about. Mm-hmm. Correct? Yeah. That's really amazing. Okay, Kel. So anything else? So obviously I have no, I have an open route. You, you, is that you what have that a is? Velcro butt. I have a Velcro butt. What does that mean? It means that you, right now, today you actually have, because the planets move, today everybody has a defined route. But normal situations, you have what I call a Velcro butt, which I don't know if I have a swivel chair. You can probably, you can see that I'm moving nonstop. I have a defined route. I just like, I think by moving, I, I am movement. You guys have this ability to sit in one place for a really long period of time. It is miraculous to me. <laughs> My husband can do it. And I, I like going in and, ch- and make sure he's still breathing. Yes. I can get like into what's called like hyper focus. I, I also feel, and this is where the open head is, you know, and this is maybe a discussion, another podcast for another time, but you know, like having had some childhood trauma, what, what I think maybe is like leftover PTSD, ADD, like call it what you will. But then I see that open head and I'm like, there's more to be revealed here because sometimes it's, I talk about the hyper focus because that's a very that's a term we use in the ADD world where you can just sit and geek out on something that you're really really interested in for long periods of time while the whole world is going on around you. I mean, my husband sometimes would be like, "Monica, like the house could be on fire and like you would be completely oblivious." And that's what happens to me. And I don't know, you know, for, there's there's so many lenses to look through. There's the ADD lens, there's the there's the human design lens. Mm, or we can look at your ADD in your human design. Or <laughs> or yet another. Okay. So so I have ADHD and I see where it lives in my human design. Mm-hmm. And I see a couple of the same places in yours. One is that piece of the genius freak. Okay. It's in that, that gate 43 in your Ajna is... It's about having unique opinions and insights. They come super easily to you. Mm -hmm. You do not understand that they aren't the way other people think. It's just, duh. Correct. Yeah. And another is in your sacral. You've got the gift, and this is actually a huge part of your personality. Have you ever heard people say, like, there's an exact time that you're supposed to wake up? to be as healthy as possible and productive. And there's an exact time that you should eat breakfast and and you should fast and you should exercise at this time and all of that stuff. Like the optimal, like the optimal time. All of that stuff is not for you, Monica. <laughs> None of it. It's not for me either. Your Thank body. God. Yeah. Your body has its own way of doing things. Listen to it. Amen. Okay. Amen. Amen. 
It is so true. It is so true. I just get such delight from hearing these things. And maybe this is really what I want my listeners to know is like, there's something so freeing about having this stuff mirrored back to you. It's like, oh, thank God. There's some way that human design allows you to see yourself in a way that feels all it all it really all feels positive. The stuff that feels hard or challenging, it's because I wasn't designed to do it. Yes. You guys, I mean, this is the piece. It's like, you may not be designed to do the things that are really, really hard for you to do. It's not because you're stupid or you can't. So there's a way that human design just completely relevels the playing field and makes you feel special in the way that you are. I love that you said that so much. I'm so passionate about that. And I also tell people, if you learn stuff about human design that doesn't make you feel good, please, if you're learning that from me, please reach out to me. And I want to clarify it for you because everything you learn about your human design should make you feel like this huge sigh of relief and just wonder and gratitude towards your soul for picking this out for you. And it should just make you feel super sparkly and magical. If it feels makes you feel trapped, you're not understanding or that person is not for you. I love that. Yeah, it's because there's so much here and there's a lot actually to learn not only about yourself, but how you act interact in other relationships. I was even thinking like how powerful this is to look at a family dynamic. Yes. So help me understand just in the last few minutes that we have, how have you seen this used? Because... I'm imagining it's so helpful when it comes to professions, so helpful when it comes to making a big life change, so helpful when it comes to maybe uncoupling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything. Business partnerships, career, what you're doing in your job. For instance, Monica, you're not made for pressure. Mm. You are here to flow through life, like no deadlines for you. Ever mental pressure whenever you see, did you all feel hear that? Just <laughs> Seriously, no deadlines, no mental pressure, no shoulds. Mm-mm. Not for you. Flow through life. That is ideally how you operate. Uh, so understanding understanding your own emotional wave and the emotional wave of other people is just amazingly powerful. And Monica, you have the same emotional wave that I do, which is sometimes we feel like we don't actually have an emotional wave because when we're in our wave, uh, it's prompted by connection Mm -hmm. because we are all about deep connection. And when we're in our wave, it just feels like we're not as sparkly as we usually are. It's just our sparkle is dimmer. Whereas when other people are in a wave, it's like they're down, 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 down. And so sometimes we can think like, oh, I don't have an emotional wave because I'm just like not that sparkly. So I feel like our souls chose this wave, one, to protect us from other people's emotions so we don't feel other people's emotions. And two, because we have to be like super sleuths. We have to be super discerning to be like, oh, I'm in a wave. Now I want to like really, truly not do anything for 24 hours. Just let let the wave pass through me. Don't put anything out into the universe right now. Don't make any decisions. Don't really talk to people because just let the, let the wave flow through me. That's when I usually wear my IHatePeople.com t-shirt. Yes. At which I don't really have. I just always talk about it. I need sometimes that 24 hour, like I just can't, I just can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just know people. Sorry, mm-hmm. no. I'm not being nice to you right now mm-hmm. in my head, but you yes. don't want it to come out. And I love people. Like I love exactly. people. It's right there. So it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> ah. um, so and imagine, for instance, there's another gift that you have that I, you've got the gift of turning ideas into reality. I have the gift of creating newness, creating new things. Those two gifts together are amazing. That person is like the CEO and the creative director Mm -hmm. of their brand of themselves and recognizing, for instance, I don't have that gift of turning ideas into reality. 
So again, this is fitting the puzzle pieces together. I could be like, hey, Monica, we could work together and make something magical. Right. We've got this together. So understanding for you, understanding that motivation is going to come in waves and that is okay. In fact, there's a gift in every part of the wave. That's going to give you permission to not, something I see in athletes a lot is this constant need for challenges to keep them motivated, but being motivated all day, every day isn't their natural state. Mm-hmm. So this gives you permission to to not just be you, but to flow through life and work and everything in the way you're designed to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just so, so much comes up for me. And I'm sure that as, as this settles in, each new kind of nugget or piece or insight, it's starting to recognize and become more aware because it's almost like to go back to the athlete, you don't expect to pick up a racket and be Serena Williams. It's this idea of really learning a new element on your human design chart and starting to notice where does it show up. And this is where I think some of the coaching in the classes becomes so fascinating is because as you're doing it and you're learning about an element and how you personally are impacted by that element, you take that move, that new that new tool into your everyday life and you look at how you can apply it differently until over time, it all just makes so much more sense and you're operating more from a place of design by design, your your origin of design, then you're working against it. Yes. Yeah. And it's, oh God. And that's where more energy comes in because the more you're aligned with your human design, the more energy and the more alignment you actually have. Yes. When you get off the struggle bus, you experience flow. The struggle bus. (laughs) I have to to write that one down. Get off the struggle bus. There's one piece that we both have, Monica. Well, there's a lot. We have a lot of overlap in our chart, but what I want to just share with people because I'm really passionate about this one too, is neither of us are here to be super specific. (laughs) We're not here to be strategic. We're not here to be specific. And in the online business space, you hear a lot of, you got to be super specific, know your ideal client, know your listener, know like what they have for breakfast. That's like my worst nightmare. Mine too. I get asked that all the time and I'm like, oh. So here, yeah. Stop. Don't even like just now from here on know that you are not here for that answer. You can, I'm sure you can make something up. That's what I did for years. I'm just going to make something up. I didn't say that, but it just like it felt horrible. And I did try on being specific and it totally blocked my flow. I don't, it put me right on the struggle bus and put the brakes on my flow. And I was like, what is happening? Then I learned human design, learned that I'm not here to be specific. And Now I know I'm just here to follow what lights me up. Show up and be in the moment and be in the moment. Yes. Because this is how this shows up for me is I've started doing podcast interviews on other people's shows and people are like, what's the revelation project? And I'm like, there's a different answer every time. And again, it's very, it's very much in the same vein, but it's not, it's not like this script. Mm hmm. And for me, there is nothing more deadening than saying the pitch. And I hate that. I hate it when it doesn't feel like it's coming from an authentic place. So I always chuck it. I'm with you. Oh, my God. It just makes so much sense. I'm with you. We're here to be authentic. (laughs) Totally authentic, like no matter what. And Mm, and sometimes when it's completely just, and this goes back to kind of what we were talking about, if I'm asked, I'll also say the thing that still sounds like the turd in the punch bowl, you know, that's just not, you know, not necessarily what people wanted to hear. But if I'm asked and I say it, it, it is at least true, like it's coming from a true place in that moment. And that's what I can live with. That's who I can look at the mirror and be like thumbs up every day. It's not always the, for me, you know, it's not always about saying the pretty thing. Mm, no, because you're a genius freak. <laughs> you're here to shine a light on the truth. I'm here to reveal. Yeah, exactly. There's no accident. You are. 
You are. You're here to reveal. Yeah. It's so good. Well, this is just... And some people can handle it, and some people can't. That's all right. So I guess you guys out there can choose who won. <laughs> if, you're, if you've listened this far in, you can handle it. <laughs> you can handle the truth. What's that? You can't handle the truth, whatever that movie is. I love that. Yeah. And of course, there's my truth. It gets to be mine. It doesn't have to be anybody else's. No. So, oh my gosh. Okay, so one last question, and that is... What have I not asked that you would like me to ask or would like people to know? Mm -hmm. What I want people to know is that while generators are manifesting generators, we're here to follow the joy and be lit up. And then that makes us sparkly AF and that elevates the world that every single energy type, every single human on this planet is here to be sparkly AF. The universe wants you to be sparkly AF. You are here to own and share your unique gifts. Please do it. And doing it may be super scary and you may not be ready. And that's why there are coaches. That's why there are so many helpers in the world. You're not supposed to know how to do it because likely you've been training for years with this idea that you're supposed to be small and you're supposed to sacrifice yourself and you're not supposed to shine and you're just supposed to like keep your head down and work and all those things. You've been training for the struggle bus. Yes. Right? That's what like, like our conditioning is is really about getting us ready for the struggle bus. Mm-hmm. It really is. <laughs> it's Yeah. And you've done a great job in getting on and off that bus every single day. Now let's get off for good. Trooper. Yeah, you've been a trooper, but it's like it's just time. Like it's it's time to shine. It's time to stop struggling and start shining and being sparkly in your unique genius. I've loved this so much, Kelsey. It, you are such a delight to talk to. You've made me mm. laugh more than I think anybody has in months. Thank you so much. Yay, that's like the biggest compliment ever. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and all of you listeners, of course, who have heard Kelsey's personality, there's there's more to be revealed for sure. (laughs) Just just in this one hour, of course, I've tapped into so many delightful things about not only human design, but about who you are as a coach and what lights you up. And it's clear that you're doing what you love. So thank you for your work in the world. And for our listeners, of course, we'll make sure to put all of Kelsey's links. Don't forget to go to her website and get your own human design, you guys. Do it, do it, do it. And until next time, more to be revealed. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, please visit us at jointherevelation.com and be sure to download our free gift, subscribe to our mailing list, or leave us a review on iTunes. We thank you for your generous listening. And as always, more to be revealed.